podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week. Just sit back, relax, and hear us speak on This Is Happening, the podcast. Hey, welcome everybody. This is Eric Morris. And this is Doug Buten. Hello. And you're listening to This Is Happening. Eric, what is happening What's happening today? today is that we have with us all the way from New... No, sorry. I was going to say New Zealand because I'm going there soon. No, all the way from <laughs> Australia, uh, the, the Vir- Virginia Buckworth, who is the proprietress of Gale, which is a very delicious um, ale. And they also make an amazing cider. Um, it's brewed with love. It's uh, Australia's first and only gay-owned and operated Ale company. It's gay craft. ale. Kind of like gay ale. <laughs> yeah, it's right? a craft beer. I met the lovely Virginia Buckworth through the equally lovely Dave's July, uh, who's a friend and helps connect people with uh, events and brands. And, you know, Gail and Virginia are here sponsoring Pride, which was this weekend. We're all recovering from it. Should, yeah. <laughs> and welcome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Virginia. Thank you Eric, so much for having me and what a joy it's been. I've been here for nine, what I would describe as long days and long nights. <laughs> well, you look fantastic, so you know how to put it You really do. Uh, you you look got, fresh. Oh, thank you. I, I think uh, it's called We Think in Sleeps in Australia. I've got one sleep to go <laughs> and then I'm off to the UK to, to go and do the same pretty much as wow. I have been here. Not, not Pride events, they're not till August, mm-hmm. but to spread the word about Gable. Yes. Yeah. And uh, so I, I attended an event um, that uh, Virginia had, uh, right, well, during Pride, but it was on Thursday, and uh, learned a little bit about the product and uh, tasted it. It's very, very well made. And I think um, we, we're going to be able to do that in just a few moments. Indeed. Uh, Virginia, <laughs> we have a can of Gale here uh, for our viewers. I mean, listen, for the, for our, since we don't have viewers, for our listeners, we're looking at a white can with the rainbow flag around the top and a nice rainbow and the logo that says Gale, G-A-Y-L-E, and underneath that it says Brewed with Love, and uh, I think we're going to be able to let you know how much love has been brewed once we open this can. And I think it's worth either myself or one of you lovely gentlemen to read what I call my mission statement. Oh, of course. On the side of the can, it pretty much says well, it all. You know what? Let's do. Let's let the pro do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends. Let's talk about Gale. What is Gale? Well, Gale is a cheers to our past and our future, raising a glass to celebrate love without restrictions. Our unique brew is a nod to our community's sense of pride and a cause for acceptance as we stand together and embrace diversity, equality, and self-expression. Oh, this is quite nice, isn't it? At the very heart of Gale is a call to action, to love one another and to celebrate the power and beauty of diversity. Love is love, yes to equality, and you can visit Gale at galebev.com.au. For Australia, a little closer to some of our friends in in Indonesia, <laughs> we have a, a, a big a whole group of listeners in Indonesia. Inexplicably, this is, this is close. <laughs> so that's a really beautiful mission statement. So, how did you come to that mission statement? Well, it was very interesting. I'll, I'll just give the background of the story of Gail. We're not even two years old yet. Wow. And Australia 
being a young country, we think we were a lot more evolved than we are. Having said that, it's, it was in August of 2017 and I was sitting with my two of my nephews and we were discussing the inequalities that the uh, gay community at, at, in Australia particularly face. And this was just before we were about to have our yes vote to say yes oh, to Oh, right, marriage. right. And so it was and very timely. It passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ignorant, yes. but yes. Convincingly. Mm -hmm. But that was in all, in, this was August and the, the vote was in September. Lovely. So I was talking to the to my boys and my nephews and I said, and one of them's a brewer in the Adelaide Hills of beer. And I looked at him and I said, I wonder is there a gay product that is actually celebrated in the form of alcohol in any shape, way or form? And we were talking about a beer and we said, as in a, what, a gay beer, gay gale, a gay ale. There you go. <laughs> there, there was the name. Yeah. So it was, it was actually the next morning in the sober light of the day, I thought to myself, <laughs> think this idea's got legs. So I started to literally get on the phone and, and Google and have a bit of a look mm -hmm. and I could not find for the life of me anything that was working along so the lines. So open and proudly associated. Well there's a few chasing me now. Okay. Oh, I bet. Yeah there's a few after me. So what I did In was, Australia or no, around in, the world? In, in around the world there's one, okay. in, one in London which is why I've got to get there next mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Yeah. FaceTime. Yeah, <laughs> push him, push him on, on, you know, onto yeah. the tracks. Right. I mean, there's so, room. There's room. Well, is it, that's exactly it right. It takes a village. So, yeah, Imitation is a form of flattery, I'm told. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah, so it was August and I did some networking in our local Adelaide, what we call the Feast Festival, which is the South Australian version of the Sydney Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. They were at the time, uh, their committee, looking for a new beer because we have a big brewery, brewery in Australia called uh, Cooper's. Mm -hmm. But they had just come out as not supporting the gay and lesbian community. Well, shame on them shame and on also them. good timing Time for you. It was, so <laughs> these guys, and uh, don't forget at this stage, I haven't got a can, I haven't got any, I've just got this idea. You have an idea. Me. I have an idea. And you have a nephew who knows how so, to brew. So right? I knew I could, yeah. <laughs> so I got my first order then and there for that. And so, and their festival was coming up in November. Uh -huh. So we've got August. So literally on the 9th of November, you can't see me, but I'm holding the can. <laughs> we uh, took it to market. Uh, and that's a case of getting, obviously, marketing, branding. In the meantime, though, and there the was... And the product. And there was a, a minor detail. It was called not having any money. <laughs> yeah, there that, is that. That is tough. <laughs> and so what I did was I formed a company and I did my own form of crowdfunding, if you like, with family and friends. I raised $200,000 through friends selling shares in Gale. Mm -hmm. And then that's how the it came to be to give us the seed money to take this product to market and then the nice thing was then I actually did have a can I then got in touch with Mardi Gras Sydney who was celebrating at that time their 40th anniversary mm. and I sold them the idea so we went to Mardi Gras oh wow and there's an interesting thing that was um in February last year well February this year um what do you know and they're not not for profit profit so of course what happened one of the big breweries in Australia known as um, Carlton United mm -hmm. off gave them $120,000 sponsorship fee and put a $70,000 float in so that knocked me out that year right cost me 10,000 year before mm. so it just shows you how the big boys can get a bit nervous about that's um, right just a simple little company like Gale right yeah well, and you can and, and you can make an impact you know I, I, I really I like the mission statement I like the 
you know, um, uh, you know, just drawing attention to the to the gay market, to um, to to unity, to equality, and, you know. and overtly, you yeah. know, ha- uh, having worked with some beer companies myself in the LGBTQ space, um, a lot of times there is a resistance in the larger uh, mm-hmm. multinational beer corporations to really overtly uh, align themselves with the gay and lesbian community. Yeah, which is interesting you should say that, and that's part of my um, beef, if you like, mm. is that Gale is about 24-7, 365 days a year. We're not just, and, and, and I do respect what Absolute Vodka, for example, do, mm-hmm. but it does get to me that it takes a pride festival that suddenly a rainbow gets slammed on everything. Right. And that's not what this is about. Right. That's pink So in June. Right. That's right. That's, you know, uh, as a gay person, I always think, you know, pride is not just June. Gay pride is is a state of mind. It's Absolutely. how I live my life. It's not yeah. just something that I do to, you know. No, that's uh, exactly season. right. And and which which leads me to uh, how I even came to be in the states was we I now have a, a distributor of Gale in Thailand. Mm. And the first thing we did there was the White Party, which is run by a fellow named Jeffrey Sanker here in in the states. Of course, yeah. And uh, the spin off of that was that I got. Uh, we, we sponsored the beer at the White Party in Palm Springs. But I will hasten to say that was probably a bit of a fizzer in that sense that I learned a mistake, or I learned from a mistake there, is that um, that's four days of boys with their beautiful washboard stomachs. <laughs> They're not drinking. Yeah. They're not drinking. They, no. they went through 5,000 bottles of water. water and, right. and you didn't have to be Einstein and to know whatever, what they were washing down with it. Whatever <laughs> pills or whatever they're doing. <laughs> doing yeah. that, I mean, that, that is, you know, I, I'm wondering... Uh, what kind of insights you might have in terms of how gay people uh, drink differently from their uh, straight counterparts? Like, you know, what they're... When are they, and, and I'll tell you one of the things, again, which I've learned um, from my Australian festivals now and, and having now just done the LA Pride, is that there seems to be this incredible desire for a vodka-based premix of some description. Mm-hmm. I uh, saw several being sold yeah. everywhere. Whereas, personally, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wine person. I love coming from the hills of Adelaide, I guess. We, we have beautiful That's wines. That's the wine country it's in Australia. It's the wine country. But I'm now very much, um, I'm learning so much about boutique beer and craft beer and understanding the different flavours that, that come through. You've got your IPAs, which is the Indian Pale Ales. You've got so many fruit ones now. You've mm-hmm. got the natural hop that actually there's. A, we have a hop in Australia called the Galaxy Hop, which is what our beer is made from, and it instantly when you open the can, you just get that bang of passion fruit aroma, for example. Mm. Uh, but I was just at Slow Brew Company here in um, St Louis Obispo grow uh, make our beer for us here, and what I've learned and saw with them, they actually are doing infused flavored beers, but with actually with juices they're doing a mango wow. one, for example and it is magnificent yeah so it's not about that's not a hop they're actually infusing right, it's it. not a it's not like a traditional when you exactly. grew up drink cracking open a beer yeah, it's exactly. a little more nuanced and and yeah. do you think so i'm just curious in terms of gale um can you just tell us a little bit about especially since most people listening aren't you know aren't able to hold a can the way we are right now can you tell us what what do we experience? Because obviously the story behind it and the and the story of the mm-hmm. product is 
super important, but to get people to drink the second and the third and the fourth one, it's got to taste good. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us about the characteristics behind the actual beer? I will indeed. And, and in Australia, we have a, a way of describing something that's going to be a good and an event, especially when we open our can of beer. And the first few mouthfuls will tell us and we will invariably say, wow, that is a sessionable beer. Sessionable. And sessionable okay. beer. And that means, literally as it says, that I'm already thinking about the next one. And I'm, <laughs> I'm simply in, I'm in for a session with my oh, friends. Yes, yes, yes. And that's exactly right. But sessionable. It is, and it is I, that cracking open the can and that joy of either pouring it into a glass or taking it straight from the can. We actually all, we have as well what we call stubby holders in Australia. I think you call them koozies here. Oh, yes, yes. We would yeah. call it a beer koozie. So we have our straight we, into the koozie. Yeah, we, we have one. You have one in your show bag. <laughs> I do. I do. It's, it's, in, it's in the next room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed. So, but drinking, where, where I see Gale is uh, not just a, a can of, we, we also do a beautiful cider, which is made... From 100% pink lady apples. It's completely mm. natural. No it's sugar. Delicious. No nasties, and it's <gasps> barrel fermented. Where the hell is that? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I only had, I only had this. Well, because okay. I... Well, <laughs> let's... let's uh, before, before you do okay. that, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to open this uh, can and we're going to experience it. So as we're doing that, tell us what should we be smelling for? What should we be looking for? Well, this one, and if you... What I'll, I'll describe oh, it here it's a is a promising it's just, sound. This is what we describe in you yeah, in America. You call it a blondale. Mm-hmm. So this is a blondale. It's what we call an approachable craft beer that showcases our passion for brewing. It's a perfect balance of malts and hops, which create a refreshing, easygoing mm, ale. It's got a, a clean, beautiful finish. aroma. It yeah. really does. Yeah. And the color is beautiful. This is really nice, sort of honey golden color. Um, oh God, it's making my mouth water. Oh, yeah. listeners, you're about to get jealous because I'm about to taste it. <laughs> Me too. Enjoy, guys. Mmm, mm. sessionable with a capital S. <laughs> <laughs> this, is re- this is really tasty. This is sessionable AF. Yeah, AF, <laughs> you know that. What's AF? As, as fuck. fuck. Uh, <laughs> as fuck. Just with the kids, how the it. kids are talking these days. Is it? Thank you for sharing. I'll, I'll take that really, away. <laughs> this, this is delicious. And, and as I said, you know, it's visually it's really striking, right? We're looking at this white can with the rainbow flag, with the rainbow, it says Gale. That's gonna get me to buy one, maybe two. But in order to give me as a customer to drink for the rest of my life, it has to actually taste good. Well, this actually has a beautiful and taste. And that's the whole deal with this. We're not just a can with a rainbow slapped on it. We are passionate about our brewing. I took a long time to find the, the, the a fit for us. We are all about craft beer. This isn't just a well, run of the mill. Let's go back to one thing though. If I remember correctly, if we just rewound just a few moments, you mentioned that you had a nephew who mm-hmm. was a brewer. Is he pissed off that you're having this made elsewhere, or is he involved? You make some. You make some. Yeah, he makes it in Australia. Oh, oh, it's just for the U.S. market. Oh, I was like, oh, she got a pissed off. No, she has not. She's got a proud nephew because uh, it just doesn't make any sense exporting beer from Australia to the U.S. By the time we got it here, you'd be looking at a three hundred dollar case of beer. Right, (laughs) it's not going to happen. No, no. You want to make it locally. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, yeah that makes going, sense. And that's that's why I'm here is um, with with the Slow Brewing Company. They are going to, I hope, be able to work with us and help us grow our brand. 
Right. Uh, what I am looking for while I'm here, and if there's anybody out there, listeners, is um, is a uh, cider producer. Mm. Same thing applies. You know, we can't export our cider. Of course. Across the country. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how the flavor is impacted, like by the water or the local sourcing. It's all about. It'll be interesting. Uh, I know that cider here is very popular now, and it's mm-hmm. really taking off. The, yeah. It's just the interest that people have shown since I've been here. But I think it's all about the apples. I'd love. Um, I can tell you, the Pink Lady apple is a beautiful apple and just makes the best juice. I'm not mm. saying it's the only apple. We have them here, Pink Lady. Yeah, you apples. do. Yeah, I know. They're, they're quite good. And there's a fellow I'm, I've been reaching out to, and hopefully I'm going to catch him before I leave. To who who makes on this on the west coast right. cider. And I want to circle back to something we were talking yeah. about before, because you said you learned something by sponsoring uh, the White Party, which maybe isn't your um, your consumer. Yeah. Um, but because the gay community is very diverse, it's not just twenty-five-year-olds with washboard stomachs. You know, it's exactly. like it's 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 women, it's men, it's uh, middle-aged people. It's it's um it's a it's a large, diverse community. It's not just one thing. Um, and I think you see that maybe a little bit more with a Pride Festival than you do maybe oh, at a white party. Oh, completely different story. Because it's just like then then you have your consumers here. Um, and there's just people walking about the studio today. Yes, I happen to be getting ATTU verse. Today's podcast Today's is brought podcast. to you by ATTU verse. ATT. I'm paying them to disrupt. <laughs> I don't. I just don't want you to be alarmed as you see people come about. No, um, but it, it is, you know, also um, sort of for the first time from a marketing perspective, for the first time in our history, we have. Uh, a multi-generational gay consumer in a way that we never had before. We have people who are coming out much younger, people who are self-identifying as gay much yeah. younger, and we have the people my age and above, the octogenarians, <laughs> yeah. who, who actually go continue to go out and socialize in a gay bar much more so than their straight counterparts. Mm. So, and, and we know that gay people, as you were saying, you know, uh, drink a lot they also spend more money on on beer and spirits than their straight counterparts yes. so you know your approach then you're saying is not like so so whereas the white party may not have been like the perfect target for um distribution among the consumers you got the name out there and Absolutely. you did and you connected with yes, some some really great people really, like, well, dave july, like dave july totally um and, and others and and um as I've said to you, Eric, before, my, my, my vision is is that in here in, in the US, I can tell you that just on the West Coast alone um, makes Australia look like, well, what we are. We are such a tiny market. Right. And, and if I'm to grow this business, then I really do need to be in the US, I need to be in the UK, and then over into Europe. And that's where that's where the population is, and, and that's... And that's where your audience is. Yes, totally. And just swinging back here to LA, it's become abundantly clear to me just talking with probably a couple of hundred women at different events I've been at is that we women are very different from, from the from the boys with their, mm-hmm. with our pink dollar, if you like. Yes, yeah. We uh, we like to hunker down and stay at home and, 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 and especially as we're getting older. But the young the youngies are just saying, where is there? There's not a women's venue to be had anymore. There was palms, it's closed, and that's what we did. It, we sponsored I have, this I have weekend. so many um, uh, lesbian friends and and there is a frustration that I don't know what happened but there there really aren't lesbian bars I know of one in Manhattan 
Um, there aren't any here. Right. Some do like one night a week. Maybe That's one. Exactly. Maybe one night. But but uh, it's not like lesbians are not social or don't like to party or drink. Or don't they, like to go out well, and drink. Yeah. You know. I mean, they absolutely do. And they kind of. I don't. In Los Angeles, they make their own fun. They have their own parties. You know, um, exactly. not always at a public venue, but um, but you know, there there too. Certainly, like a lot of people like to go to the Abbey. You know, there's a lot. Mm. I, I like a place that's diverse and welcoming of an entirety mm. of the community. Um, that you know, it, I think with younger people, that's more and more prevalent. People, oh, totally, men and, and women and trans and. You know, all people are happy to party together, and it's not so like splintered and diverse and like ugh. It isn't as segmented <laughs> yeah. as it used to be. I think for it, sure, it for was. Sure. And one of the things that brought us together, I feel, was you know having uh, the lesbian community as an ally in the, you know, the fight against you know AIDS and AIDS research. It would uh, the unlikeliest people to get. HIV are lesbians. Like if, if they're if they're just not interacting yes. with men, they're not yeah. pretty much pretty much not at risk. But the 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 way that that the the, the lesbian the community yeah. stepped up Sense and helped, and then then I think and we were all able to to come together uh, about equality and marriage and that that you know we're treated exactly the same way under the law. Um, there and that I think brought it helped to bring the community together as well and I liked hearing that your product was sponsored by the equality the you know marriage equality movement in Australia I think that's very cool it is yes and totally um, and and that's something that the entire community throughout the world will relate to you know and and the fact that you know that that it's an that you're the owner of this and you know, it's great where corporate America is like, oh, there's money to be mined out of the gay community, but a gay company, you know, mm. is different. And we, I, I support that. I really we, do. We do have, you know, the, um, uh, L- uh, to, you can become an, a certified LGBTE business. Um, there is the uh, uh, National Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce, the NGLCC. And I met the, the, met the gorgeous woman I've got a most stunning That's, photograph of her. And I think it's, um, it's very important for other members of the community to see that a woman-owned business, a minority-owned business, and a gay-owned business, you know, there are resources yeah. and people help each other. You know, the, the marketing agency that, that I was working for, uh, we would specifically seek out uh, minority women and gay-owned businesses mm-hmm. to make our POS or points of sale, the the little consumer giveaways like a beer uh, koozie, things like that, and it's about supporting. It's also about being visible, and it's about strength in numbers. So I think the more people who join the Chamber of Commerce, is, it it helps. I was in Iceland last year. You know, you talk about a small country, Iceland, so small that when an IKEA opened, seventy-one percent of the entire country visited on opening weekends. <laughs> That's how small Iceland is. <laughs> yeah. But I worked with a gay-owned and operated tour company called Pink Iceland. And I said to them, you got to join the NGLCC. And they did. And it's like, 
you know, wherever you go, there are resources for gay and lesbians. Well, it's so, funny you should mention that because that's exactly one of the phone calls this afternoon is with the Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. Perfect. I've got their card, and as I said, the, the name of the woman's name escapes me. But the, of the local delightful. chapter. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. She was I in the think... parade yesterday. It was, it was really good. I mean, you know, it, it just so happens that, you know, Doug is actually one of the more you know, foremost experts on marketing to <laughs> gay, this community. Gay marketing. Uh, you know, we've been doing it for years. Yeah. Um, I've attended many, many events with you. I've seen <laughs> yes, your outreach, yeah. you know, at the Sundance Film Festival, right. at Outfest, the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival here in Los Angeles. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's an aspect of it like, hey, who doesn't like parties and free drinks and yay, but... But uh, but I but as I've you know as I've now older and matured, um, I just think it's such important work that you have been doing, um, you know, interfacing between corporate America and major brands and the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, and but like, it is kind of strange that I have such a specialty in the beer and spirit space. Or beverages. Well, it's one of the reasons I wanted uh, to yeah. introduce you to, uh, got great, to Virginia. Uh, studies I'd be happy to share with you. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys. Just give me some feedback. What yeah. I've been asking around. One of the dreams and visions I have, if if we, if I can get this business growing here in LA, is I can see in West Hollywood or somewhere like that what I describe as a tap house or mm-hmm. a brew house, mm-hmm. a gay one. Yeah. Which would have, and I can see it as very warehousey and having taps all lined up and the, and the whole thing we were talking about is people to come and experience but not just beers do it before Lisa Vanderpump does she's not gay yeah right, right. <laughs> and you know what I mean and then you get dis- <laughs> distillery I mean everyone's drinking vodka but different vodkas and different gins now they're the thing of the future and whiskeys why can't we have a whole place that we, we should it sounds amazing now I'm just curious are you aware of for example your carb uh, how many grams of mm, carbs are, are in a, a can of Gale? Because yeah. um, those boys want to know that. Ha, like without, without <laughs> divulging the company <laughs> secrets to which I have signed an NDA and <laughs> will enforce, uh, for gay male consumers, uh, they're typically most concerned yeah. with how many uh, grams of sugar well, and carbs. Calories and carbs. carbs. Calories and carbs. And that's obviously that's a, a market in itself. That's what I'm talking about. If you have a brew house or a tap house, you have your low carb. You could carb. have some lighters. You have and your low carb. And this even, is my breakfast. And, and I'll tell you the other thing that people are crying out for, but there's not really a decent one yet, is non-alcoholic beer. Sure. Now, this is something I wanted the to sober ask you people. about. There was totally. recently uh, an article in the Times talking about how a lot of brands are seeing a trend of sober people. Absolutely. And how, how and I was... Uh, so curious to ask you specifically is that something you're afraid of is it something you want to embrace how do you bridge I, that gap? I can answer that I'm having just been down at the um, brewery last week not down I keep saying down it's in Australia and it's up yeah just grab a map of the California, <laughs> California. it's north of here but anyway I was talking to these guys and I said what are you finding about inquiries for non-alcoholic beer and they said it's huge and we're looking at it but they said it's a completely different piece of equipment. Right. It was, it was, right. They're looking at 200000 US dollars to put in one, uh, a piece of equipment to address that. Sure. So they've got it on the back border, if you like, at the moment. It's very interesting, but, though, isn't it? Oh, but, it's very much so. And people who don't drink, nothing gives them greater pleasure than to be able to still fill a glass and 
appear to be you're being involved. Totally. In. People like mocktails or yeah. they, you know, they like a non-alcoholic beer or whatever. This, this article. It shouldn't be reduced to just like a bottle of water. A yeah. Or yeah, I'll have a club soda. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, and a lot of people are very comfortable in, at bars. Like they, you know, I have a lot of friends who've been sober for years and, you know, they will go out and have a good time and, um, you know, and just not consume alcohol. Right, but that's because your friends are doing other drugs. In that's the not true. Not, <laughs> come on, Eric. Maybe some of Eric, them. Eric, come I'm, on. I'm talking Let's... about my absolutely, truly sober true, friends. Sober friend. oh. But it is true, and it works both That's what ways. I'm talking about. If, you, if you're holding a glass of, of beer, and it's non-alcoholic, for example, it's also the person drinking then suddenly feels more at ease too. Because how often exactly. is it that we say to someone, oh, you're not drinking, but that's our own shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? It is. And if the person's got a glass and you think they're having a beer, well, we're all happy then. I well, agree with you. Do you know I have what I'm a friend, saying? I have a sober friend who likes one specific non-alcoholic beer brand. And let me tell you, it is a pain in the ass to find it, but yeah. I always have a six-pack ready to go oh, and so stick nice. in my fridge for when this friend arrives because I know that it makes him feel comfortable when everybody else in my house is drinking and and, and I'm strangely I'm not a big drinker mm. I used to be a very big drinker <laughs> then I started working with a lot of alcohol and beer companies and I, I really stopped drinking uh, uh, socially because I was doing it for work and so I always get one one cocktail and I just nurse that the whole night and then I drink a lot of sparkling water because it looks like a cocktail in front of the clients. But uh, it is so important to make your guests feel comfortable and if, if this is a way, it's not even about, totally. you know, ma- making money is sort of the ancillary part of that. It, it's being, it's making people comfortable and that makes everybody want to consume more. Absolutely. You know? And that's what it's, that comes back to the whole philosophy of, the, of, of, of Gail is that it's, Settling in, family, friends, and enjoying a drink together. And as it said, it doesn't have to be alcohol. What were you doing before? This? I wanted to circle back to that. So, because we, we, you know, here on This Is Happening, we like to take people through their whole creative <laughs> journey and do a little Sorry. deep dive. Um, so, obviously, this was, you know, you started Gail two years ago ish. Um, what? But you, you're was Virginia five years yeah, old. Virginia. So, so yeah, I mean, what, well, you're like 17. 17. No, 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 no. She's over 20. Friends, friends, here's a term for you, an LDAC. Do you know that term in America? An LDAC is a legal drinking age consumer. Someone who is 21 plus is considered an LDAC. Virginia is just over 21. And some may describe me as a hesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that and I don't believe it even if I know what it means. No, but I'll take you back. I I always joke, my... my, um, my CV probably reads a bit like War and Peace, so mm. I won't put you through that. But just to, to give you a background, and just I go back back in the eighties, I opened in Sydney uh, a women's nightclub called the Playground. Oh, fun! And my opening night, and I know this to be true, we had eight hundred women come through the door. And the reason I know it was eight hundred is because I had a key made with the word Playground along it, and each key was numbered one to a thousand. And back in the oh. 80s, of course, social media didn't exist. The right. only way you got in touch with people is you actually sent out a thing called a letter. That's the thing <laughs> that goes in the post. <laughs> right. yeah. So for them, Snail mail, so, you know, So each person that got a key, I got from them, they, it had a number. I got their name and address, which meant that I could have a mailing list. Data collection. Data collection. Uh, sadly, in those days, and I wish it could have been, I wanted it to be a, a, a membership only, but mm-hmm. that's a totally different license in Australia and mm. not one that... 
was going to be easily forthcoming. So mm. I had a what's called a nightclub license. So and uh, so I did that for I owned the nightclub for five years, mm-hmm. and then I moved from that. And prior to that, I should say that I, I'm a general and psychiatric nurse. So I've got nursing degrees under me somewhere. Oh, when I was a young helping year, people with their craziness. Totally. So when Love I was young, it feels so we have like an onset <laughs> medic. Right now. Yeah, totally. I'm, Dizzy. Oh my god! I mean, I I need a lot of help. Yeah. I'm very crazy. You need vitamins B1 through I, Z12. I do. I do. I need it all. Mm. And uh, what else have I done? I've worked because of the medical degree. I um I did a lot of uh, worked in cardiology a lot, but in medical devices in 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 sales. And okay. I used to sell defibrillators, pacemakers, hmm. oh. all life saving devices. Did you devices. ever have to do exactly. it? Did you ever have to uh, use a defibrillator? Defib. Yeah. used it once on the ward, you but did. not in the... These are implantable ones that go inside people. Oh, oh yeah. And if they're cardiac, if their electricity and their heart stops it's up... It's zap, it zaps them. Bang, My back, they come. father has one. Well, there you go. I've so you always wanted to, like, do well, the ones what? like you see on the TV. <laughs> you don't want to go. go. Well, you charging. Charging. Get coronary, get charging. Clear. 120. <laughs> Boom. Oh, they yeah. do that in the movies. It looks exciting. Oh, yeah. it is exciting. But you see them everywhere now. And they're and yeah. I use the word, they're idiot-proof. They're just a box. Mm-hmm. And for the minute you open, it talks to you. So Joe Bloggs in the street can actually put these pads right. in, in and Ireland, save someone's life. In yeah. Ireland, yeah. they have them placed uh, in what used to be a phone booth. They remove the phones, and it's a defibrillator. There you go. And uh, they're all over the streets of Killarney. Are they? They are. <laughs> I haven't been there. <laughs> I have photographs. I was like, what the hell? And it's a, it's a mobile yeah. defibrillator. Oh, I love it. It used to be a phone booth. Yeah, Fun. we should have them here. Absolutely. Where are they in Los Angeles? You, you could have a few. I I might need them. I mean, airplanes I, I, have I, them. I've needed to be revived every now and then. Yes. <laughs> and one other thing I did, I suppose, that's interesting. I um I lived in Bangkok for three years. Okay. Ooh. With my then partner, she was um well, she still is very involved in Accor Hotels. Oh, of course. Yeah, and she's the CFO for Australia and the Pacific, and she's vice president now. But back then, we went. She was just so stayed in, in some place. nice rooms. You do. We got her <laughs> yeah. very nice rooms. Yes, yes. So, yes. I went, so we lived there. So I went as her, I suppose at the time, her handbag. But that's I'm not very good at being a handbag. So I actually started and ran a gift and homewares, which I exported back to Australia. Which was so much fun going up to Interestingly, places. Doug has a background doing that too in New York. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, used to manage, I used to manage a very upscale, we would call them tchotchke, uh, upscale gift shop um, there you go. on Madison oh. Avenue and 73rd Street for many years. Oh. I still remember my tax code, dear friends. Something because all of our prices ended in an eight because you know there's a psychology of pricing, yes. and uh, so if it was twenty eight dollars plus tax thirty thirty one thirty eight dollars forty one fourteen fifty eight dollars sixty two seventy nine seventy eight. The mind of Doug Newton at work, people. That I still remember all the tax code from our gift. Oh also, I just for for everybody, I'm a whiz at gift wrap now. I was a disaster. I was a disaster. Now I'm really good at gift wrap. Well, it's interesting you should say that because my gifts were gifts in it. Oh, you know what? We are. I'm gonna need to press pause for a second. So stay tuned for part two of the. uh, We'll we'll have a little commercial break. Maybe maybe about Gail. Get yourself some Gail. Find Gail. You know, find Gail. Find some. Go do a Google. Where do, you, where do we Eric, get? Where do we get? Well, well, Eric, that's, well we're, that's where it's right, So welcome back. <laughs> Thanks for continuing to listen, and welcome to part two of our interview with, with Virginia Buckworth. Of this is happening. <laughs> 
Yes, you're still listening to This Is Happening. <laughs> Welcome you back. You in... subscribe to a different podcast. <laughs> well, shame on you. <laughs> Welcome back. So, Virginia, where can people uh, try Gale? And if they can't try it, where can they learn about it? Would you cover those two questions imminently? I'd love to. Um, now, I'm only just here. I've only arrived, as I said earlier, a week ago. And we launched Gale at the Pride Festival where we supported the Palms Bar, which is which is a pop-up bar for, for the last 48 hours. But to answer your question directly, where can we get Gale? Now, that is the question that I'm working on right now. <laughs> um, and you want to get it because it is good. Delicious. So we are working furiously now to get distribution of our product into certainly into the LA market, then hopefully further up the coast to Frisco and, and on it goes. So that... Uh, as I've said before, we have a brewery in St. Louis Obispo called Slow Brew, who are making our beer for us. And I'm hoping with their support that we will be able to get Gale out there to you sooner rather than later. Do they have it there? Like, could somebody drive yes, they to... Do. So That's somebody could drive to San Luis Obispo, Absolutely. knock on that door and say, give me some Gale. They sure can. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's in the refrigerator as we speak. At, at um, Slow Brew. And so we will include a picture, brew, won't we, Eric? Yeah, of course. Okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have links, um, you know, mm. when we, you know, announce the episode. <clears throat> and then, you know, we put it on social media. We'll have links to your website and a picture of the product and, you know, whatever um, whatever we can do. Um, because I really do, you know, want to support it and, and want to, you know, see it um, out in the marketplace. I, I think it's a good product and I like to support a gay-owned business. So that's so that your task now is to get distribution, start here in Los Angeles, and fan out and take over the world. Is the brewery in San, San Luis Obispo a place that you can go tour and see how products are made or not? I, yes, you can. Yes, okay, because one it's of the things I love to do, you know, when I'm like traveling about, um, I like to go to you know vineyards, wineries. I like to see how champagne is made. If I'm in France, I like to go to. I've been to where they make Heineken. I've been to in, in Amsterdam. You know, I like to see the way they make rum. Oh, so you want to do a Bacardi. We'll do a, you want to do a visit? Yeah. Let's do a visit. And let's it's the not loveliest tell, drive. Let's not tell Virginia that we're going. Let's <laughs> buy some Gale and we'll set up a pop-up shop here at the studio. <laughs> we'll sell it for just That's a little. Here, I don't know what traffic here, okay. but... Well, we'll set up a pop-up shop. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Let's, let's yeah. take care of that. Well, yeah, things, I like it. We're going to make a killing. And just oh, on that, one of the We'll be your local distributor totally. for, until you the, get a real one. Yeah, we need the listeners, <laughs> when they're going out to the nightclubs and to mm-hmm. the venues, is to say... I'm looking for a gale. Yeah, do you have gale? gale? And, and they're like, what's what that? What's that? <laughs> because I, I have reached out to all of the nightclubs here. Yeah. Um, and they didn't come to the opening, to well, my soft launch. Mm-hmm. But we've right. got to get them. I've got to get Definitely. them. And it's... Um, I've, I've taken literature to them all and left it, but they need to get samples. And you need to get exactly what we, what we would call a trial or a mm. sample, um, you know, to... To, to a brand like Gale that people have And not that's had. where we, you need people on the ground, right. you know, we local would, brand ambassadors. We would, we would say liquid to lips, you know, for, for yeah. your consumers <clears throat> and your, your new customers, they have to taste it. 
you know, if, if, if you're talking about some of the other bigger brands, you're not giving somebody their first taste ever of a, of a Michelob or a Corona or whatever. But for your beer, it will be their first experience and you want it to be good. So right. you, you need to have what liquid to lips and let people experience it and smell it and taste it and all those wonderful things. And that's how you build your base. Did you get good feedback? I mean, I know you had a lot of product here for oh, the, yeah. you know, for the um, Palms pop up. Uh, and also, you you know, uh, provided some uh, product to a House of Unity party, which was like a cannabis event, yes. um, and which I attended, and I saw people enjoying your product and really liking it. Yes, that's right. And we were at Pelly House last night in their bars. Oh, perfect! The, that's fantastic. So we were that's there. a good just, party. Just cans, or do you bottle as well? No, we don't do bottles. At just all. cans. Bottle, can bottles are really being phased out for so many reasons. They're dangerous uh, weapons. A, they're dangerous weapons, <laughs> uh, so they're not festival friendly. Right. But more importantly, especially the, let's take a Corona bottle, for example, a clear glass. It, it's uh, its integrity and its shelf life is nowhere near as good as it because is a can. Because of the light that Because of the light, exactly. And that's a proven fact. Mm. You have a can of beer and you can have a shelf life of 12 months. You ain't going to get that with a bottle. Right. I think also, I, I feel like cans get colder faster than a glass bottle, in my experience. I think experience. that's true. Yeah, it is true. And it's also from a, uh, from a freight logistic point of view, you know, bottles are heavier. And they're There's, more fragile, right? They're more fragile. There's so many reasons not to be using yeah. glass. But I, just in, having said that, one of the things I will mention is um, you've got some crazy licensing laws here, I learned. Sadly, with my Gale can, which you can't see, but the whole point of the can is, apart from having a beautiful brew inside, is that it's a it's a lovely can to hold and experience. But with the Palms Bar that we supported over the weekend, frustratingly, I found out 48 hours before that they were going to have to pour the cans into plastic cups. Now, that's just such a nonsense. An environmental nightmare apart from anything else. Why right. is that? The whole point of a can is, is that it's safe. Well, apparently the local licensing sergeant, or whatever you call them here, is new, and he had this theory that people were going to, I don't know, throw cans at each other. I don't know what he thought they were going to do. You can throw a plastic cup at each other, so too. What's the nonsense. difference? And there it was. So you've got this pop-up bar on Santa Monica Boulevard pouring beer into a cup. So there goes the can, and you don't have that lovely experience. And then you can set straight foot out onto the boulevard where everyone's drinking a can. Uh, you know what I think? I, I, I'm just going to offer a potential mm -hmm. reason, is that we do have very strict laws in California as to what a sample size can be. You can only pour four ounces or six ounces of a free sample of an alcoholic this uh, is a beer. Free, this is a bus. Oh, so they were selling it. I thought you were giving no, this out. No, oh, it was being sold. No, I take everything Excuse I said Excuse me. Back. And, they, <laughs> and they whacked a shocking price on $12 a can. I mean, that's just Oh, cool. my God. Yeah, out there. Oh, this is like gold. Well, that is a shame because the cans <laughs> are so beautiful. And mm. part of the beer drinking experience, of course, is is taking one of those cold, those ice cold cans and cracking it open and, and using it, you know, with, with your... Uh, so what I did do beer. is I walked the streets literally yesterday oh. and, and on Saturday, and we have a lovely coaster which uh, I have one had, here. You have one here, which had a. Um, a oh, it has a, a, a barcode. Barcode, which took the people, which showed you where our bar was. But I handed out two thousand of these yesterday wow. because it seems that everyone loves a coaster. Yes. So uh, coaster is always good to have. I'm using yeah, it now. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I've, I've, I've spread the word as much as I can in a very short space of time. And yeah. Uh, 
So what I'm desperately now trying to do is, is, is form a company so we can get presence here in the Get in the, the boots on the ground. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So form the right U.S.-based entity. That, that's good. And um, where, where can people find you uh, in social media? Uh, well, we've got we've actually got our own now website that's just uh, well, it's, when it, if you look it up it's it says coming soon it's live but it's just let me look it's here um, it's gale.co for the yeah. US but here I've got my own email so we've got but in Australia for our Instagram it, it's galebev underscore Gale that's G A Y L E Bev mm-hmm. B E V. B E V, and that's uh, that's where your Instagram underscore. Yeah. Underscore, sorry. But our website's the easiest. It's Gail Bev G A Y L E B E V dot com dot A U. Yeah, you need some uh, you know social media um, experts like Dave July or someone like that. Um, you know who's putting your word yeah. out in the U S. for you know like a Facebook page or Instagram page. Um, that's how the kids find out about things. Oh, they sure do. And I'm, I'm the first to say it's not my strong suit. And uh, I, exactly. Like, well, you surround yourself with the people who know totally what they're doing. My yeah. generation, I, it's not, you know, like, no. we uh, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have any of those things. Uh, that, you know, yeah. I'm not terrific at technology, and, as you've witnessed. I know, Australia kids <laughs> saying on the weekend, send pics, send pics. So I actually paid folding money to someone yesterday just to go out and do pictures. And you need and that. have to. Because you, you you have, just, when you're building a brand... You, you can't refer to what you did in the past, right? No, and everybody's no. going to want... People are so nervous about giving money to an unknown entity. There's enough sort of hurdles to, to clear, even when everything works perfectly. Mm. So you want every second, you want to record what you're doing because you may need that picture to build a deck to pitch to somebody else. And you want people drinking and you want to see men drinking and women drinking and white people and black people and everybody yeah. enjoying your product as Absolutely. long as they are legal drinking age consumers. Exactly, exactly. yes, 21 and over, right. exactly. Yes. You had a, you had an acronym for that. An LDAC. LDAC, yes. Yeah, but, but it's even worse when you're uh, any, any um, advertisements or advertisements, depending on where you live, uh, even though your models obviously must be 21 plus, they actually must appear 25 plus mm. to be in an alcoholic beverage advertisement. Oh, well, Is that's that right? a tall order for yeah. some of those kids because some of those kids look super young. I know. And, and as much as beer <laughs> companies and liquor companies want them to, uh, you will get uh, fined. Sadly, mm. but you know, I want to say, Virginia, um, I really admire someone with entrepreneurial spirit and 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 bravery. It's not easy to start a business. It's not easy to launch a new beer brand, a new a new ale brand, a new cider brand uh, into any marketplace. And you're doing it in Australia. You're beginning to do it here in the U.S. You're you're getting out there in London. Uh, it's very, very impressive. It takes a lot of gumption, and uh, Thank you, Eric. I commend you. I won't die wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. My, that's it's, my life. Yeah. It's really exciting, and and uh. and everything is a win right now. You know, it's because you are you're you're just sort of launching it here, right? Absolutely. So it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a lot of ups. It's gonna be even more downs. Uh, and tell me about them, and I know. But at least <laughs> you've the, got to dust yourself up. Yeah, that's right. Pick and, yourself up and, and, and be confident on. in your product. And it, it does only take one great moment that just 
forgives everything else that sure doesn't doesn't go it's well. It's true. Well, and and the, the wonderful a... thing is that you have a product that you can stand behind. You don't mm-hmm. feel like it's a false promise or anything like that. It actually it looks good and it tastes, tastes great. Yeah. And that like so just starting from there, you're already ahead of a lot of the competition. Mm-hmm. But now you find the sweet spot and you find your audience and then they'll just keep coming back. Yes. It's, it's well, really, really exciting. That's the dream. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And thank you for joining us because, it, you know, just it's fun to see something, you know, uh, at the ground floor, you know, just like getting Well, no, she's not the ground floor. She's like on the mezzanine. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but in terms yeah. of launching in the U.S. marketplace, yeah. well, um, we're just seeing the, mm-hmm. we're seeing it, you know, unfold before our eyes. Well, next year, this time next year is your L.A. 50 years celebration. New York's doing it now. This year, yeah. Ah, for for Stonewall. Stonewall. But yours is next year, so let's pray that this time next year, uh, Gail will best be front of house on everyone's lips. Fantastic. I would drink to that. And that tap house hopefully will be in the works. Absolutely. Would love it. Um, Thank you for coming. So nice to um, spend this time with you. Thanks for your patience, for our technical difficulties as always I need a lot of help in that department <laughs> um, but well, thank uh, you Eric so much for this opportunity to, okay. to talk about Gail thank my, you my friends passion. thanks bye